Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. Hey, we're starting a new series. We wrapped up Homegrown, our series last week, or, and we're going to start a new series called Roots. Roots. Uh, the question is, where is your life rooted? Where is your life rooted? Now, this past summer, um, uh, we had a, a we bought we have an older house. It's about like thirty five years old, and in right in the front there was a juniper, like a juniper bush, a certain species that was there from when we planted when the house was built. It was like old. It was huge. It was like eight feet long by four feet. And it was, you looked at it and you're like, ooh, it didn't look too good. It looked a little yellow and it wasn't looking too good. And so Nat and I, we decided, you know what, we're going to remove this because we want to put nice flowers in this. Nice flowers in this in this area. So I, I, I talked to a, a friend of mine who's a landscaper, and he looked at it, and he's like, ooh, this species of juniper bush is really bad. He said, the roots are so bad that I take, it takes me one whole day to remove this, and you have three of them there. And I started thinking, oh, no. Right? and But I know that, like, Nat and I, we had talked. We're going to put a flower bed there. We already had plans. Like, there was going to be beautiful flowers there, not this old thing that doesn't look too good. And so what do I do? I Google. I go on to Google, and I, like, Google how to remove, and I typed in the species, how to remove it. Some people are like, okay, you got to buy this, this car jack. You tie a chain around, and then at that, you might. Another guy said, don't even waste your time with this type, because you'll be at it forever. And I'm thinking, oh, no. So what did I do? I sort of procrastinated. I let that bush stay there, and I, every time I walked in my house, I was like, oh, I don't want to touch that, because I didn't want to spend a whole weekend plus ripping out this juniper bush and the three other juniper bushes. So I, I like, oh, I don't want to do it, because it's going to be so hard, right? I had other priorities. Okay, but no, I was just pushing it off, and so I procrastinated, and then finally one evening, I just decided, all right, I'm just going to just go and look at the roots, or look at it a little bit, maybe examine, look at it from the left, the right, and be like, yep. But I went out there, and, and I, I went down, and I saw it, and then I decided, okay, well, I'm just going to just see. And so I, I grabbed the, the, the stump with my hands, and I pulled, and something amazing happened. There was movement! And so, and like, let's be real, I no, it's not me. Um, it's not spinach, okay? And so I pulled, and there's movement. And so I just pull a little more, and boom, it comes out. I'm ecstatic. This thing that I'm, like, thinking it's going to take me two weeks to rip out, counseling, and Natalie's probably going to have to finish it, it came out on the first pull. And this is amazing because this landscaper friend of mine said, oh, this one's a bad one. I'm like, can you help me? No, I can't. And so then I moved to the next bush. Same thing. I pulled. Boom, it came out. And then I went to the next one. Boom, I pulled it, and it came out. 35 years of this bush should have been so hard to pull out. I pulled it out myself. I, like, I put that in my little, like, achievement journal, um, like my baby book. At, okay, whatever. I've now pulled that book 
took that bush out. But I was amazed. Why? Because this was supposed to be so hard, so hard to take out, but yet it was easy. Why? Because I looked and the roots had never developed. The roots had never developed and went down, and, and, and it was actually planted in a place where there was barely any sun, so the roots never went down. It never got a good grip, so when there was a little bit of adversity, which, let's be real, a little bit of adversity, me pulling it out, boom, it popped out. Why? Because the roots uh, weren't down, because the roots, a little bit of adversity um, allowed it to pop out. Um, and so just a slight bit, I could pop it out. The plant was barely surviving. It was just being there. It was like sort of yellowish. It didn't look too healthy. It was sort of, uh, why? Because the roots. Now on the flip side, my neighbor's tree, um, who's, it's like right beside my backyard, that tree is thriving. It is huge. It covers three yards, this tree, no joke. If the tree reaches out three uh, to three yards. It's huge. I can like, as I walk on my grass, I can feel, there's a difference. I can feel the roots of that tree. I love my neighbors. Of that tree underneath my feet. So that tree, because the root systems were good, because it was planted in a place where it got sun, that tree really is thriving. That tree, like birds are singing, like Snow White would have loved that tree. And yet the difference is one had really good roots and where it was planted, and the other one, the roots never went down. You know, roots are important because it allows um, plants to get nutrients, of course, soak up water, uh, provide stability. You, you didn't think you were going to get an education on uh, planting this morning, but I have a question. Where is your life rooted? Where is your life rooted? What is the anchor for your life? Where is our identity, our faith, our peace, Where's my priorities, my hope? Where is that rooted? Because where, uh, where is it rooted? Where is it planted? Because where you are planted will cause you to either be shakable, like that plant in my front yard, or unshakable when the storms of life come. Uh, where you are rooted will cause you to either thrive or toil through life. Where are you rooted? You know, I think it can be easy to root our our, who we are, our life in, like, uh, what I do, right? What, uh, someone says, what do you do? Well, I am a, right? And you could fill that in. And that is my identity. That is where my life is rooted in. Or maybe my achievements. That this is where I've, I've put down roots of my life. That is where my life is secured. Or maybe the things that I enjoy. That is, that is me. Or what other people have said about me good or negative, could be where your life is rooted and planted in. Or what, what you have, the house you have, how much you have, the car you have, the business you have. I think even your life could even be rooted in your kids, like your kids are what, uh, rooted. Yet all these things can shift, can change, can be shaken, that seasons of life can change. And what will happen when those things our life is rooted or anchored to shift or change? What happens to your peace? What happens to your identity, your faith, your hope, your purpose when you don't have that job anymore? Maybe because the economy or maybe because you decide I'm, I'm retiring, right? What, what happens when you don't achieve what you wanted to achieve or when uh, what other people are saying about you starts to change or it's just silent? What happens then? 
What happens when, when you don't have those things anymore or when your kids eventually move away, right? What happens? I think when your life is rooted and anchored to things that can be moved and are subject to change, our life, our identity, our hope, our peace can be moved and can be shaken, that, that it can be moved and be shaken. But I believe uh, there is a place to be rooted and grounded that will cause you to be unshakable. There's a place that you can be rooted and grounded that will cause you to be unshakable no matter what season of life you're going through, no matter whether it's a high point or a low point. That is unshakable and that never changes. And when your life is rooted uh, in this, you'll be unshakable no matter the storm of life. So that you would really thrive and flourish no matter what season you're in. I believe when your life is rooted in Jesus and planted in the kingdom of God, uh, when your, your roots are in him and your life is anchored to Jesus, you will be unshakable. That you will be unshakable. You know, when you make Jesus Lord of your life, you are now, the Bible says, you are a new creation. Old things passed away. All things made new. That you are actually now in the familia, right? You're in God's family. Uh, Ephesians 2.18 says, Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all God's holy people. You are members of God's family. That went now that Jesus is Lord of your life, you are actually transplanted. You're moved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You're moved from a place of where my juniper was, right, where it didn't get any sun. Now you're moved into a place of light. You're moved to a place where there is good soil, where there is nutrients. When Jesus is Lord of your life, you are now transplanted into the kingdom. Colossians 1.13, it says this. It says, The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and dominion of the darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son, of his love, in whom we have our redemption through his blood, which means forgiveness of our sins. Today, your life is now in the kingdom of God, that you are planted in a place where you can receive everything that you need. Where, where the soil is full of nutrients, where you got the water you need, where you are in full direct S-O-N sunlight, right? Um, the kingdom where you are cannot be shaken. Where you are cannot be shaken. Hebrews 12, 28, it says this. It says, since we uh, are receiving our rights to, be, uh, to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship uh, that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, for our God is holy, uh, devouring fire. But we are in an unshakable kingdom. God's kingdom cannot be moved by the storms of life, by the things that are going on politically, economically, things that are happening in your family, relationships. It is not moved or changed because it, it is an unshakable kingdom. And as you anchor your life to Jesus, you too will be unshakable. And we have the opportunity to root our life in the kingdom that is unshakable in, our, in God and in Jesus. When our lives are rooted in Jesus, you will become unshakable. 
You know, Paul encourages us to do this. He says this, he says, And now, just as you have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. You know, when Jesus is Lord of our life, we're transplanted into a place where we can put down roots. And as you allow your life to be built on him and allow him to be your anchor, that, that as you allow your life, your identity, your peace, your hope to be rooted in him, you will be, I believe, unshakable. That the peace, the hope, the faith, the purpose that is available is unshakable and it is only found and only able to be accessible through when you are planted in him. You know, in the message, I believe it puts it really well of how we can do this, of putting down our roots. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says this. Jesus is saying, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You know, we put down roots in him by walking with Jesus, just doing life with him, by working with Jesus, by following his instructions, and learning his rhythm of grace, allowing his grace to saturate our life. And as you do, I believe you'll be rooted in him. And as you are rooted in him, I believe that you'll be unshakable. That no matter what comes your way, no matter what storms, that you will not be moved. You know, you'll be able to thrive in every season amidst the challenges. You know, Psalms uh, 1, it says this in verse um, 3, it says, uh, What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. He uh, won't uh, walk in step with the wicked, nor uh, share the sinner's way nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am, meditating day and night in true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, planted by God's design. You're planted by God's design. Deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life. Uh, he is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. That is God's promise for you as you are planted in where God has put you in his kingdom, that you will stand firm, that you won't be like my sad little juniper bush that is no longer there, that made me feel really strong, but that is no longer there, that now you'll actually be strong and rooted uh, when, you are, uh, when your life is rooted in him, you can stand firm, bearing fruit in every season of life. That it doesn't have to be just everything's perfect. Because Jesus said, in this life, you will have trials. You will have adversity, right? But know what? Be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. That we, with Jesus, we can really thrive no matter what we're going through in life. Because, he is, because we are rooted in him and he is our anchor. That is the promise that God has for you. That you will be able to stand, not just to survive, but that you will really be able to flourish when you are planted in him.
You know, in the Old Testament, there's an account of a man named Daniel. And Daniel uh, was, uh, was an Israeli, and uh, it was about 1605 B.C. And uh, the Babylonian Empire, they captured uh, the Israelites. They brought back some of the best and brightest back to Babylon. And uh, this guy named Daniel was working in the king's house. He was working in uh, the king's house, and he was doing it, and he was thriving. He was flourishing, even though he had some adversity of really being taken from his homeland by a captor. He was still thriving in where he was. In Daniel 6, it says this. It says, uh, that, uh, Then this Daniel began distinguishing himself among the commissioners and satraps because he uh, possessed an extraordinary spirit, and the king planned to appoint him over the entire kingdom. Then the commissioners and uh, satraps began began trying to find a ground of accusation against Daniel regard, uh, regard to government affairs, but they could not find no ground of accusation or evidence of corruption. Inasmuch as he was faithful and uh, no uh, ne neglectance or corruption was to be found in him. So these other guys who were working with Daniel, his co-workers, were like, this guy's making us look bad. Like, we're just trying to hang out at the water cooler. We're just trying to talk. We're just trying to play angry birds on our phone. But this guy is doing everything he's doing. He's, he's doing so well, he's making us look bad. So office politics in 605 BC happens. They wanted to take him out. So they came to the king, and they said, let's make a rule that if anybody, they can only worship you. And if anybody worships any other god, that they have to be uh, thrown in the lion's den. And so they do this, yet Daniel, he is rooted, his life is rooted, his value is rooted, his identity is rooted in God. And so that the pressure, adversity, doesn't make him change or, or pull up his roots and go somewhere else. That he is still rooted and grounded in God. And instead, Daniel keeps doing what he knows to do. He keeps being planted. In Daniel 3.10, it says, uh, now, when Daniel knew uh, that the document was signed, he entered his house. Now, in his uh, roof chamber, he had windows open towards Jerusalem, and he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before his God, and he ha uh, as he had been doing previously. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and supplications before God. So they bring Daniel before the king. They say, listen, this guy, he's worshiping uh, his God. Uh, you signed this law. He needs to go into the pit. He needs to go in with the lions. So the king says, okay, well, I've signed this. I can't go back on my word. So they take him and they throw him into the lion's pit. Talk about some adversity. Talk about some, some mouths that want to eat you, some things that want to take you out, right? And so, yet he kept, in the midst of this, he kept his life, his, his priorities rooted in God. Now, the king comes the next morning, the scriptures tell us, and the king opens the, the lines and he says, Daniel! And he replies, then Daniel spoke and saying, O king, live forever. My God sent an angel and shut the mouths of the... Uh, uh, the lion's mouths, and they have no, uh, not harmed me, inasmuch I have found innocence before him, and also towards you, O king, I have committed no crime. So then Daniel is taken out of the pit, and they actually threw the guys who accused him into the pit. Um, and Daniel, though, was rooted and grounded 
uh, in God. That he didn't allow storms to move him. Why? Because his roots were in God. He was found, his roots of his life was in God. So when the storms of life came, he wasn't shaken. When the storms of life came, he wasn't shaken. And that because his life was rooted and grounded in him, that he actually was able to allow God to fight his battles. That when he was in the midst of a lion's pit, that is not good. I'm all used to seeing lions on the other side of glass, and that's good enough for me. Daniel was in the lion's pit, yet God sent an angel to shut the mouths of the lions, fight his battle, and you know, today, you may be in a situation where you feel that you're in a lion's pit, where things are closing around you, where in the natural, you don't know how you're going to make it out. Or maybe, um, or maybe you have had where it's, where it's just things spoken against you, words spoken against you, and, and it's like you've been put in a pit. I want to encourage you, just as Daniel, don't allow those storms of life to uproot you, but instead allow that God to stay rooted in God because God will fight your battles. You won't be moved. You're not fighting the battles, but God is actually fighting your battles. That, that this battle doesn't belong to you. It actually belongs to God. I want to encourage you to stay rooted and planted in Him. You know, Psalms 42, I'm going to read the whole thing, but I think it's so good. It says this, it says, this is what happens when you make God your foundation. When you make God your, your foundation, where your roots of your life are founded in God, it says this. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. As the rivers bring joy to the cities of our God, the sacred home of the Most High, God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The, the Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come see the glorious works of our Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and, and uh, snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be, check this out, though. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Be still and know I am God. You know, I want to encourage you. I don't know what you're going through, how your weeks looked, how your months looked, how 2020 has looked. But I want to encourage you with this, is that you can be strong to be, st to be staying there, to, to be still and know that he is God. That you can allow, as your roots are down with him, that you will not be shaken by those things going around you. Stay rooted. Stay planted in him when the storms of life come. Don't allow worry, fear, um, or the unknown cause you, because I think it's only you who can pull up your roots by your choice. But stay planted in the unshakable kingdom of God because God is your defender. You know, Something else happened when Daniel was in the pit, when he stayed rooted. The king, when, after Daniel came out and he's like, I'm alive, the king made a decree. He said this, 
The king of Babylon said this, I make a decree that uh, in all my dominion of my kingdom, men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God enduring forever. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. And his dominion will be forever. He delivers and rescues and performs signs and wonders in heaven and earth. Who has also delivered Daniel from the power of the lion's den. What I find interesting is because Daniel's life was rooted in God. Not only did he just survive, not only did he, was he unshakable, but because Daniel remained rooted and planted his life in God and his kingdom, that the goodness of God was seen on his life so that actually the king of a great empire declared the good works of God. That because Daniel stayed planted, that he was then uh, actually, uh, that God used that to then speak to this king and his life was used to be built, to build God's kingdom. You know, Psalms 92, it says this. It says, uh, the righteous man will flourish like a palm tree. He will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. Uh, they will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green, full of sap. I'm full of sap. All right. But, you know, the cedar of Lebanon back in the day, that was actually used as a building material. It was very coveted building material uh, because it had great building properties. It was super strong. Uh, these trees would grow massive so you could get some amazing plagues out of it. Now, Solomon, when he built the temple, God instructed him to use uh, cedar in the temple. That to use cedar in the temple, you can find that in 1 Kings 5 to 6. But it was used in the outside and also the inside. And that the altar was actually made out of cedar and then covered in gold. You know, I think in the same way that back in when Solomon built the temple for God, like if there was a temple, God ain't there anymore. You know, the Spirit of God is now in your heart, right? The same power that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you, right? But in the same way that God used cedar, I think it's a picture and a foreshadowing of what's happening today. That as you stay rooted and planted in Him, that you will grow, like Psalm says, like a cedar of Lebanon. And what happens is then God can then use you to build His kingdom. So you being rooted and planted will cause you to be unsure shakeable but not only that because it's the things of God are for us but not just about us right it's for you but not about you that when you stay rooted and planted in him it'll make you unshakable but also create you to be usable that as you stay planted and rooted in him that you'll actually be able to be usable like those cedars in the temple that God will be able to use it to build his kingdom to expand his kingdom remaining planted in him. It'll, it'll benefit your life as you thrive, but know what? Then God will be able to use you to build and to expand his kingdom. You know, roots. We have the opportunity to have our lives rooted and grounded in him. And when we do, I believe that you will be unshakable when the storms of life may come. You know what? You may bend a little like palm trees. If you ever see a hurricane, what's standing? Palm trees, right? Because they bend a little. Maybe you might bend a little when storms of life come, but if you stay rooted and planted and grounded, when the storm subsides, what's left there? 
palm trees. When the storm of life come, know what? As long as you stay rooted and grounded, maybe it might bend you around a little bit, but know what? You will stay rooted and grounded and you'll be able to come out on the other side. You'll be able to be usable for him. You know, we'll thrive because we are planted in his kingdom, which is unshakable. Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.